What's up? I'm Joey, and this is the Owning It Podcast. After years of wearing a suit and tie, Joey He said, I've had enough of the litigating lie. And so he struck out on his own. He's a lawyer and a speaker and a business coach. This is Owning It with Joey C. Trademarks, copyrights. is going on everybody welcome 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 to today's conversation with the one and only brian kramer if you guys don't know brian you are in for such a treat in this conversation because brian i might know brian longer than most of my other business friends and mentors and experts in the business community but he is stuck with me for so long and it's been amazing because I think with a lot of business experts and coaches, there can be this sense, and I'll introduce Brian in a little bit, but first my perspective of Brian is sometimes you meet these coaches and then after you learn their stuff, you kind of grow into other things. What I love about what Brian does is he really focuses on certain principles of business and just being a good person that you can always circle back to. And no matter where you're at in your business, it'll help you. Brian, thanks for coming on, man. And I got to have a rock star in order to be with a rock star. <laughs> you're the rock star. Thank uh, you so much. I really appreciate it. You're too kind, man. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe you're hiding some tequila in that can though. No, that's in the, that's in the other glass. Okay. okay good. Good. Well, well, whenever I, whenever I talk to Brian or see Brian's happy face on social media, the first thing I think of is H2H which is not only Brian's brand, but really a movement. There it is. There's the sign. Brian, can you talk to us a little bit about the story of H2H and the journey that that's taken you on? Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I live it and breathe it and, and uh, it's become a part of me and was, was me uh, before it happened. So it kind of landed on, on me and with me mm-hmm. and, and and thank you, by the way, for the warm intro. That was really kind of you. And I, I feel the same way. So appreciate that. Uh, let's see. It was, I think it was five, five and a half maybe years ago um, is when HH really took off. But before then is when, how we've been, talk, we've been talking about HH, human to human, for years um, at our agency, Pure Matter. Um, we, our, our agency, uh, Courtney, my wife, uh, uh, and I had, have had and have an agency it's taken different forms. It's in a different form right now, but, um, but we had an agency at the time that was focused on, um, on really, uh, really big global brands that were just, we were just having so much fun with, um, you know, IBM and Cisco and Netflix and some really cool things. And we were just like trying to like get everybody to believe in this thing. Like, you know, yes, technology. Yes. It's, it's, it's all the craze. And yeah, I mean, you can do automation now and, you know, email automation was the newest thing back then. And then social media landed on the scene and everyone's like, oh my God, what is this thing? Which is really not that old when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media has been around 
let, you know, we can all remember when social media first started. So, um, so it's not that old still. And when it, when it did happen, we, we were like, uh, wow, this is crazy. And I really got into it. I just thought this is the neatest thing I've ever seen and started to use it myself to do interviews just like we're doing here. But back then it was like, you're going to do what you and you're not like on CNN and you're not, right. a, you're not an actual person doing this in your career and you're just going to do it for the, for the sake of doing it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm hired a camera crew. I got, a, a, I rented a, a backstage uh, a studio and, and I interviewed CMOs and CEOs and all kinds of stuff. And that led to more connection and more human to human connection. I was on an interview with one, one person who was the CMO of SAP and he and I were talking and human to human came up and that really resonated again, continuing the narrative of everything that we've been talking about at pure matter. And then, um, I continue to talk about it. And then finally, five and a half years ago, I'm on stage and I said it again. Um, but this time with words behind me that Courtney had, had uh, she's a designer. She had designed it up onto the slide and it's now become the slide that kind of went, um, went viral that day. Uh, Cause it was the right audience and the right mix of marketers in the room, executive marketers also with big social followings. And they took a picture of it because they asked me, can you please go back a screen? That was interesting. And I did. And um, they said, that's, that's, that's what it is. There's no B2B or there's no B2C. It's HH human, human within uh, I forget 24, 48 hours. It was like 120, 130 million mentions. Mm. It. not not impressions mentions of it and like i can't tell you how many languages it was converted into that we couldn't and so we're like oh my god this is crazy and i'm getting beat up from all sides because there there's no b2b there's no b2c business to business business to consumer and everybody who's in b2b or b2c is now beating me up saying what are you talking about and so now i'm getting trolled too so 50% um, of them are trolling me. 50% of them are like, where have you been all my life? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not even prepared for this. You know, five years ago, I was a lot younger. I wasn't prepared for any of that. So um, all of a sudden I was like, wow, this is so cool. A friend of ours is like, you better write this. And so um, to capture it and answer all these questions, we sat down and I was, I was blogging a lot. And uh, over the last two years about H to H already, and we pulled it together in four days, self-published a book, pushed it out into the world, and it became a bestseller and sent me on the road speaking for years. And um, and it's become, uh, you know, kind of like a, well, a, a, a movement. Um, you, you then came into our lives and helped us with the trademark. And we now own own that. And now I'm having to still defend it, which is, yeah. which is, which is a good thing, I think. Um, it's because, a good issue to have. Yes. I, I guess, I guess that's a good thing. Cause now I have to still go, wait, why are you using my stuff? But also I'm kind of like, oh, you're using it. That's kind of cool. You know? So I'm, I'm always conflicted, but at the same time, it's such a cool thing that you, you, you need to defend. You want to defend, uh, something that's so enriching and good. And so thank you, Joey, for being a part mm -hmm. of helping us do that. Well, you're welcome. And it really is one of my favorite things when when Indie Law can help our clients not just protect their brands, but can, can protect movements that they're building. And the brand is the packaging around that. And 
What I think is so unique about H2H, and sometimes I have to go back and rediscover this for myself, and your story helped me rediscover it again, is that there's something about what you're building that isn't just like, let's be people first here and let's have more humanity in the way that we're running our business. There really is this sense, and, and I like that you brought the trolls up, of this, this is something where the H2H strategy is something that you can use regardless of the type of industry that you're in. Yeah. And it's interesting that you have so many different types of businesses that your agency and you work with. Yeah. Can you, can you talk at all about, I, I think it's really fascinating whenever business owners like you have the choice to work with these big CEOs and the interview by Forbes and all these great accomplishments that you have and also work with coaches and consultants and choose to continue to make that a priority. Can you speak to why you're still deciding to work with coaches and consultants and like I get to work with these kinds of people? Yeah, well, so it's interesting because I'll, tr I'll try to tell you the short, I will tell you the short story. Okay. <laughs> I will tell you the short story. Um, the short story is that, uh, that I, I burned out um, and in 20... So this would have been uh, three years ago. Uh, we were at our largest at the agency where uh, we, we like to say small but mighty. Uh, mm -hmm. We were 30, 30 people and we were doing incredible work, yet I was um, on the road 200 plus days a year um, speaking wow. and I um, was got uh, diabetes. I was massively overweight. I, I was I, from the outside looking in. Everyone thought that I was living the life. I was I was I was going from penthouse to penthouse uh, hotel rooms alone, but first class seats alone. You know, like it's glamorous, but it's lonely. And uh, yeah. the food is oh man, yeah. everywhere you go, like you can't stop eating all this great stuff. And 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 I was, and it was. Um, it's really neat because I got incredible experience to speak, learn, grow, understand, see, meet people, um, all that. But I came home one day and my 11 year old grabbed my, grabbed me by the hand and pulled me up to his room and said, dad, I need to talk to you, which is, mm. kind of, he's kind of, he's kind of um, emotionally intelligent that way. And he said, sat me down and he says, dad, I, I think maybe one day soon or one day in the future, you're not going to be here to be with your grandkids the way that you're going. And um, you are um, uh, heading in a bad direction. And, and also I really miss you being at all my games and mm. you're not here a lot. And I hope that you can change some of your patterns and be here with us more. And um, I, I just completely lost it and it just killed me. So I of course was on the plane the next day <laughs> to another event mm. Uh and saying goodbye, but with a little more uh, weight on my heart. Yeah. And um, and I left uh, left for that event with man. I was in tears the whole plane ride. But I got got up, did the did the event, came home, uh, went to Courtney, and I said, "Hey, I got to exit everything. I, I've got to got to leave." So wow. not you, not you. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. Yeah. Right. Good. So. <laughs> Uh, but everything else. And mm. so, uh, so we did. And she said, I, me too. So let's take a break. And so we did. And then in that break, um, we just, we, 
we exited um, and and um, we exited a lot of different things in a different different ways and and um, and it was really really sad and and good at the same time um, and it was the right thing to do because over the next year I really took a year off and got my head back on and started to become healthier I lost now uh, 85 pounds yes. and I'm I don't have diabetes registering anymore. I'm Incredible. living my best life. It's just like it's it really invigorated now a U-turn in my life that I am forever thankful for that one moment with, with my son. Mm. And to come back to your question, sorry. No, uh, that, that was great. This is this is why I I now do what I do. Um, because I realized that when we got to that big company and we were 30 people that I lost uh, human interaction with clients that that were going to have an impact. I, I, I couldn't have impact on our clients anymore. I was I was having less and less impact um, and I can have more impact now with with coaches and consultants and entrepreneurs and helping their businesses grow with the tools I used for these big companies that would help them make millions of dollars, but I wouldn't see the impact of it yeah. in my day. I would just feel like, okay, another plane, another day, another sunset, another sunrise. And I would feel so unfulfilled that it just didn't deliver for me. Yes. So now yeah. I feel way more fulfilled doing that. And so what we've done is we've divided the company into two and there's pure matter, which will never grow into a company like it was again. And it's a, mm. it's a, it's a design services agency. Uh, design uh, um, strategy uh, marketing agency, and it helps uh, companies that have um, have vision and heart and soul. So we're not dealing with just every kind of company out there. And then we have exchange companies, which is what you're talking about, coaches and okay. consultants. Yeah, man. I, I mean, thank you for sharing all of that. I, I think a lot of people can relate to maybe not having a story from your kid. That That's what's so interesting to me is, I've heard of people say that their spouse has pulled them aside and said something, but to hear that from your kid must have just taken that reality check to a new level. Yeah, I mean, you still think about it, I still think about it today and what made me understand now looking back what makes a difference in all of our lives and it's only because I now understand that is that it, really does take a small shift to have an epic outcome in our life. Mm. And, and the, the idea is to spot them, like to, to consciously spot the small shift yeah. in, as it happens, because we could, we could miss it. We could look it over and we could pass it up. I could choose to say to that moment, thank you for saying that uh, at some point I will do that. And that will mean something to me. I'm going to, I'm going to not, stop traveling. I'm going to not, not stop doing these things, but making a shift happen is um, probably one of the hardest things that we can all, all do in our lives. But yeah. taking action on a shift is one of the greatest things that we can do in our mm -hmm. lives. And, and shifts can be big, like I just told you, but they can also be small. Um, you know, one degree shift can be, you know, in, in all of our lives, like just going down and just you know, lifting a little bit of weights one day and then a little bit more the next day and a little bit more the next day means that uh, you're just increasing a little bit more every day and it's going to have a bigger impact on the outcome. Mm. Um, there's like a, a recent, uh, I, I, I geeked out over this thing where um, even still on aircraft carriers, they still have compasses that are uh, those old kind of looking compasses with the, the half 
uh, dome glass over them and the, the, the compass kind of spins, it's magnetic and it spins left, right. Um, I don't know. It's like a regular compass, okay. but it, it just uh, spins left and right. And, um, and they still have it on the aircraft carrier. It's not like a digital compass. Like you would think they'd have, it's yeah. an actual real compass. And, and every year there's a guy that or a girl, lady that comes on and uh, recalibrates the compass because after a year, it can be off by one degree the, from the magnet, um, not, not self-calibrating. And so this person will come in, recalibrate it, and it's back on. That one degree off, being off for an aircraft carrier is 277 miles. Think about that, like 177 miles off for an aircraft carrier to be on point to getting to its destination. You can apply that to your own life in so many ways. You can apply that to your, uh, uh, just even look at a company and your company and think about what's one degree that I could shift that could make a huge difference like that. Yeah. Um, and, and it just changes, it, it changes things. Cause now, you know, I don't have to make big changes to make epic outcomes. I can make wow. small ones to make big outcomes. Uh, I love that you said that. Cause sometimes it can feel like those, those big shifts are sexier to talk about, you know, here's this huge thing you can change in your business and it'll totally make everything better. But I love that idea of just that, that one degree shift over time, having such a drastic impact on things. Yeah. So shifting the conversation a little bit more to community building, which I know is something that means a lot to you, uh, when it comes to being more social on social media, you're, you're so good at this. But I wanted to ask you this too, because I feel like some people are resisting being more social or they're wanting to have more breaks or whatever, because there's this sense of, well, if I'm online all day, then I'm not with my family. I might get a talk like that with my kid and I'm trying to create more automations and have the business just run itself so that I can be more present with my family. Can you, can you speak at all to that being a little bit of a false distinction and how you're able to be online, be connecting with people and having those boundaries in place and, and you know, respecting your personal time with your family? Yeah, I don't, um, I don't subscribe. I, there was a time in my life, as you know, when uh, that was that. And, mm. and, uh, and I was excited by social and I was trying, that was that time. Mm. And I, I think that uh, I was trying to learn it and pick it up and understand it. And what does this mean and all that? And, and, and then, and then I'm glad that's behind me. So that mm. there you go. And now um, I love um, uh, really just uh, the engagement factor of all things um so that's where i spend most of my time is in engagement and that engagement happens um probably around uh once maybe twice a day for 15 minutes each um oh, nice. and that's about maybe that sometimes i don't even get to it and it could be it might be the next day it, it could be every other day at, at this point um and it, i built it that way because um because you bring others along so that everybody engages. It's not mm. about you. Um, I never built this to be just about me. Mm. I built it so that everyone can engage with everyone. And I think that's the thing. Like, I don't ever want to be the, the only one to, to be 
having a microphone. Mm -hmm. uh, if that's the case, then um, I haven't done my job because I'm just talking into into something and everyone, everyone's listening to me, but we need to hear from them so that we know how to help you or uh, what are the questions out there or um, how can they serve us? Um, you know, this is a two-way street. Um, yeah. So, uh, and you'll notice in like in the HCH hub, I, I've I've uh, I've got some of the greatest moderators that and and they're not paid, and I love them to death for that. Not just that for so many other reasons, but they also I told them when you take this on, I expect no more than ten minutes or fifteen minutes uh, for you for this whole the whole thing. You know, put your post up and whatever comes after that, you put in what whatever you want. I don't. That's mm. up to you. They do it out of love because they get interaction and they love the engagement as well. It's a, it's a heart connected moment for them, and and they they like that as as much as I do. So I'll I'll do a post a week. They'll do a post a week, and and we each take that moment for ourselves, and mm. and then that's about all all we'll do. In, unless every once in a while someone's like, hey, I, I want to do something. And we encourage everybody there to do it. And so it, it becomes a lot of content from a lot of different people. And I'm not the only one doing it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how I've crafted and hoped for and prayed for that to become something so that so that I wasn't uh, operating a community that way. And then I, I do the same thing for social media. I, I think the the um, the the heart and the soul and the the goodness happens in engagement. Mm. So I'm not looking for um, how much can I post. I'm looking for where's the engagement. Where where can I get that? And I say that to every company that I work with too. They're like, what? How many clicks can we get? And how how many conversions can we get? And I'm mm. like, no. Can you imagine if we skyrocketed your engagement? Like how much that would skyrocket your clicks and your purchases. Yeah. Like that would be the ultimate. Stop looking at clicks and conversion. Look at engagement, and you will you will see all of that go up. You when, know? when you're in engagement mode, are, are there certain kind of like steps or processes that you follow, or is it just kind of like a hop on this platform and just kind of have fun for 15 minutes talking with people? Yeah, it's so it's it's got to be hu human. It's got to yeah. be hard. Yeah. so. Yeah, there's no science. And usually it's really, to, quite frankly, I've picked my platforms for me and mm. it's not every platform. I'm very active on Instagram and I'm very active in my Facebook group and you can find me in both of those places. Yeah. And that's, that's where you'll find me. Maybe LinkedIn, uh, although they get <laughs> a little weird on algorithms and I will go there and I will get interactive if the, if the conversation's a good juicy one. And I will get interactive on uh, Twitter if the conversation somehow finds it's <laughs> when it's starting to come back a little bit. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And so um, I'll open those up every once in a while and see what's going on. And I'll, I'll do that. But I'll never outsource engagement. I'll, I'll always be that. And, mm. and then I'll, I'll just jump on and, and make sure that that's me. But I will outsource um, posts. Those posts are always written by, by me. Uh, every word is f coming from me. Um, every image is coming from me, but how it all gets distributed and how we put all of that out there, I can't possibly um, be able to do that. So I count on a team yeah. for that. Yeah, but I'm doing all of that in terms of engagement. That's human to human. I love it. What are some of the biggest mistakes you're seeing people make when it comes to community building? Well, I think that they they quit too soon. Mm. It takes a lot to get a community up and running. 
to get your community up and running, you're, you really want to get to that 50 to 100 person mark if you're just starting out mm. um, because it's it really does take a village to get the conversation going. You don't want to get so rhythmic that it starts mm. to become um, robotic, actually, is what I meant, because then it doesn't look like there's anybody here. It's just kind of a, a it's it's a it's a place where we're we're going to sell you eventually, and that's yeah. not what this is about. Like I I don't have a sales I have a no sales policy, which is kind of mm. strange. It just has never been there, and and I'll block people for it for it, and I'll do. Mm. And I, I try really hard not to do it myself. I I do offers, but I don't do direct sales. Sure. And that uh, that holds. Um, I I treat everybody in there as if they are they have just walked in to the front door of my home. They, I love that way of thinking about it. That's awesome. Yeah, you get a you get a private message from me of like a, a real like I type it out like there's no copy paste and I look at their profile and say something nice and mm. and um, when and they get a welcome message every week but it's with a question that you know hopefully stimulates them. Uh, from Jeff and he just does it ram randomly. He doesn't even have a day. He just kind of pokes around and does it on one of the days mm. of the week. And then I'll reply to all of them too. So will other people and people just find their answers fascinating about what they do. And then we ask people like, what do you do as, as a job? Mm. And then that's helpful because now all of a sudden people are like getting to see what might help other people and how they can, not that you're selling, but, oh, I didn't know there's two copywriters in here. Oh, I didn't know that there's two people that are ad specialists. I could use those, you know? So the, I don't want people to sell, but hey, we're resource rich in here. We could all help each other. And so there's so many different ways that if we engage the community to help each other, Google's number one strategy is not to get you to stay on the Google page. Their number one strategy is to get you to go where the, where you need to go as quickly as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And then what do you do? You thank Google for getting you there. Yep. And I want to be Google. I want to be, I want to, I want to send you somewhere where you're like, oh my God, Brian always gets me to where I need to go. You know, that's, that's the essence of a good community. Mm -hmm. Now, when we're talking about community, this is sounding like a Facebook group. Like that's the first thing that comes to yeah, mind. Yeah, that that is my Facebook group, HH Hub. Um, you you mentioned that you're also pretty present on Instagram. Is, yeah, is, is there a way to that comes like top of mind for you in terms of like trying to create a sense of community on Instagram? Not as it's not private. Sure, um, it's public, and I get people that are connecting in because I don't post there. I post there differently than I do everywhere else where my posts are a little more thoughtful. They're more, I, I, I pour myself almost into most every other post. And I love photography. Like if I was born again and got a chance to um, do another career, I'd probably, that would be it. And mm. so it gives me a chance to do something, another passion of mine. And I match it to just something that's on my mind and, and relate it to business. And then I ask everybody, what's your thought? How do you think about that? And, and I love that part of visual to, to mental stimulation and how we can, we can use Instagram that way. So, um, and, and usually the engagement is there's new people, but then there's the, there's a lot of same. Yeah. And I look forward to seeing them. And then we have like this little, I guess you would call that a community where we show up on, mm. that, on those posts. And then I show up on their posts too, because yeah. 
the algorithm treats people who see like if you're if you stop on a post or if you comment on a post or if you message another person you're instantly back into purview of each other's posts and mm -hmm. so now i can see you know each other and now we we're commenting back and forth and i will spend more time looking at whatever's like within my window as i'm scrolling or in stories clapping for whatever's there for like the first 10 people there or the first 10 people here unfortunately the algorithm doesn't give me everything that i want to see sure uh, so i can be like on yours um we which remind i have to then go find your name go click on something yeah. go comment and now i get to see you for another week so it's just like it's it's a big challenge but i i, I still love it i still love the visual factor and i, I still love the, the engagement factor this is all so good thanks brian and i also want to talk about coaching because i know again that you help a lot of coaches and consultants and, and you're a great coach yourself um, for anybody who might be struggling or have felt burned in the past by a coaching experience, is there anything you can offer for people to, to find a really good coach moving forward and the importance of having a coach if you're a coach yourself or a consultant? I, I, first and foremost, I think it's, it, there's chemistry. Mm. You have to find a coach that, has, that fits the chemistry for who you are and who they are. And that only comes with actually um, doing a one one off, if you will, or some kind of a like a strategy meeting or a chemistry check or something like that. Like really get in there and do that, and don't feel badly if it did, didn't work out. Like actually just say like this is just not a. And a good coach will will know that a good coach will say yeah that because nobody wants to invest, you know, three or six months of their time when you're both going to be not in alignment. It's, it's going to be a headache for both of you. So why would you both want to work together in a, in, with an uphill battle? Um, so, yes. so do chemistry checks and mm. that's going to save you so much time and follow your heart and gut on that. Um, uh, don't make, don't make final decisions, um, you know, about where you're at just simply because they're giving up of, of their time. Mm. Make, sure, make sure that your the chemistry of what's going on means that you're walking away with feeling like, wow, that is making me feel at a level 10. Like mm. I, I am, I am fully seeing the value here. Uh, if you're at a seven or a six, you, you, you gotta move on. Mm. Uh, uh, so uh, number two is any good coach. Uh, and, and this is come conflicting with some of my, uh, my coach friends out there, because some coaches are taught that it's not about impact. I happen to believe it is about impact um, because you can coach in certain areas around where you are right now. And the impact of that is it could be soft skills. And I'm totally cool with that. I think soft skills are wonderful. You know, we all need more joy in our life and we all need to have more meditation. And, we all, and I do all those things and I'm very happy and good with all that. We're not dot orgs, the ones that are coaches that want to make six figures or, or more and want to coach, but also want to do well. And so, you know, if you want to truly also make an income and survive, also be effective, also help your clients, then impact has to be there. And there's a hard impact versus a soft impact. Mm. The hard impact is dollars and percentage increases. An increase on either one of those means you're doing your job at the end of, by the end of your coaching. 
If okay. something hasn't moved the needle during or, or by the end of your coaching, I don't think that that's, that's a good way of coaching unless, mm. unless you're, you're not a, in the, in that realm of coaching. Like if you're a um, anxiety coaching, well, the impact may not be, but you could say that by getting rid of anxiety and showing up more, you're going to be standing into yourself and able to actually bring yourself to more new business opportunities. And you won't be afraid anymore to show up. And therefore the impact could be that. Mm. And so uh, maybe you can or can't prove that that might be a place to check it out. I think that there's an impact like that all over the place, maybe not a hundred percent, but most of the time it's there. So how are you actually impacting the world as a coach? Look at that as a hard impact. I know that soft impacts have to be delivered, but how at the end of the day are you going to deliver the hard impact too? Mm. I think that's so good. And I think the flip side of the hard impact is also just as a, a coach being really solid in your own plan of your marketing and your sales strategy. And you and I were talking before we went live about how we both know a lot of coaches who are really good at what they do, but it can feel like a really hard nut to crack around how to get those first set of clients in and, and make the coaching business profitable. Can you talk about a, a training that you have available or a webinar? Uh, that, that speaks to this and lets people know that, that you're working on something that could be a really great fit if they're wanting help with that. I, I know I can. Thanks for the, thanks for the softball. This came from uh, Coaches Training Institute. Courtney went, no, it didn't come from them, uh, but the, the place that um, we invented this is because of Courtney and I went through their program. Uh, and she was their head of uh, global marketing for four years. And um, we loved their program. It was incredible. The, the education was just top notch. And if you're, a, if, you know, if you're looking for a coach and you find a coactive coach, one that's gone through their program, you're a step up. You've now just uh, hired a better, a better coach. I mean, that's not to say that other coaches out there aren't wonderful who haven't practiced for years and done what they do, but check that box if you yeah. find one that also has that because mm. their program is just it's it's a it's just gold standard, absolutely. So, mm. and we also went through their leadership program, which I don't have time to talk about, but it changed my life. <clears throat> Between those two things, I sat in the in the rooms physically before the pandemic, a uh, while before that. And I used to come home and tell Courtney, I'm like, you know, I just came home with um, two new clients. And she's like, wait, you were there to train to be. A, uh, and I'm like, I, I'm, I actually was already coaching. I was just going there more for like learning new tools. And it was wonderful because I was learning more tools, which I love. Also, people at the end of each time, because there was five times we went for like three or four days, full days. And um, it was pretty rigorous. And they would say, uh, at the end, to the, the students would say in, in a collective, like 20 people, how do we get clients? The teachers were like, well, here's what works for us. And I would, anybody else have ideas? And I'd jump in because that's what I do and for, have done at my agency and said that. And, and then we would go out to lunches and I would say, say more freely, openly. And then people were like, well, can you just coach me? I'm like, mm -hmm. I, yeah, sure. Yeah, that'd be fun. Let's do it. And I'd come home. By the time I was done with my whole certification, I had a whole bunch of uh, clients from it, which was totally not expected. But then I said to Courtney, why doesn't CTI do this? And she's like, yeah, but that's not just not their corner of the world. So I was like, that's that we will do that. This is our, our gift. And we built it. 
Uh, we built a, a whole um, MBA, uh, if you will, intensive 10-week course, uh, live, hybrid, recordings and us, and help walk people through how to position brand, market, and sell yourself with financials included, like how to actually financially set yourself up and social media as well, but no ads, no webinars, no funnels, and walk out with, with actual business, um, um, uh, actually se uh, selling yourself, but not in a cheesy or, or car salesy kind of way, in a real human to human way, using the human to human model um, and doing it so, so that you don't burn out because I know what that feels like. Heck, yeah. We put this all in. And so that's, that's our program uh, for, for coaches and it's called the mm -hmm. HH Growth Accelerator. Um, and it's at hhgrowth.com um, and you can see a, the webinar there and then schedule an actual strategy meeting chemistry check with me. Amazing. Walking my own walk, right? And we can, um, we can talk about it and see if it's a fit for both of us. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited and I'll make sure that we have the link to the, the website, to the webinar, everything around this video and comments and descriptions and show notes and things. But I just really want to hammer home that like, I think this is so powerful what you do because I have more and more coaching friends who are learning and helping others maintain an abundance mindset. And the one thing that is keeping them from really living that out themselves is this month to month just hustle on what am I going to do to hit, make clients come in that so that I can do this for a living. Yeah. And it's it's such a great way that you're helping people who really want to make a big impact take a lot yeah. of weight off of what's a, a pretty typical stressor for a coach and consultant. So stressful to want to um, do what you just trained to do, yeah. and then you but then you got met with you get met with this big roadblock of weight. But how do I get clients, and how do I do it without having to be a funnel marketer? and have to go learn all of this. Cause as you know, that's a whole nother daunting yep. process. Yep. And, and there is a, uh, I'm not totally against that kind of method. As you know, we're using it for the course, but yeah. it's not needed when you're wanting to build. I, I didn't use it for building my coaching practice and it became a six figure practice and I didn't need to use ads or, or any of that. There's, there, there's no need in the world for that until you're ready or want to. Um, but that's, um, that's why I think it's, it, we're, we're going against the grain for all those network mar marketers and internet marketers and saying it's, you can make a, you can make a lot and you can still have massive impacts on people's lives and do it this way. And so I'm, I'm really proud of this work. I, I love this. And another reason why I love this so much is I think that so many people who want to coach, who want to be a consultant or an educator or whatever it is to help people, are increasingly going in this direction of what can I do to create a group program or a course or something else, which is amazing. I've done it myself. I know we're talking about your program, but I've been talking to a lot of experts over the past couple of months prepping for this book that I'm writing. And one common thread throughout so many of these conversations is people saying, it's really important if this in the space of being a, a coach, a course creator, what have you, to have one offer that you focus on when you start and to have that be more of a one-to-one -one offer in the beginning yeah, is a much easier, more fun game to play 
yeah than to try and do the volume game i totally agree mm-hmm. and um and we teach us also in in the course it it's it's not just in any offer it's it is an offer that is so so irresistible and so um so juicy and so un, so incredible that you look at it and you go oh my gosh where have you been my whole life mm-hmm. and i really needed that i really i needed this 10 years ago but I can't not do this now. And when you go to say it, when you go to speak it, Joey, um, or whoever is listening, that you speak it so that it's it's in you, that mm-hmm. this, is, this is your offer, that this is the thing. And you're so proud and you're so invested. And you, this is like, and it rolls off your tongue because you know this so well. And I can't tell you how many times go to, I go to ask what somebody's offer is. And it, it's a five minute offer or it's a three minute wow. offer, or it's not a clear offer. Part of, part of the reason is because they haven't done uh, the, they haven't built the house. The house yeah. has to be built. Your, yeah. your, your, your mark. They just, they, the foundation isn't there. You got to build the house. You have to build your brand. You have to build your core. Why you have to understand your impact. You have to know your messaging. You have to know the things that go into all of that. And when you have that nailed and you get the goosebumps that you go, Holy shit, I know what I stand for. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you get to that core offer and it just becomes you. And you're like, this is who I am. And this is who I serve. You can't serve a big, ocean you can't boil an ocean mm. we can't do that we don't have the budgets of nike or apple yep. we don't have the budgets of of um of amazon we are individual small businesses that that need to uh boil cups of coffee you know we can't boil lakes we can't even boil our swimming pools it's too big but if you want to actually do really, really, really well at the beginning, boil a cup of coffee and then grow from there. Then go boil your swimming pool. Then go boil a lake. Then go boil it. That's what Apple did. That's what Amazon did. They didn't start at where they're at. They started with a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. So we need to think in that direction. And that's where I think, you know, we start with the offer, but the offer isn't where we need to start. We need to start with the house. Yeah. Ah, so good. So good. Brian, thank you so, so much for your time. Again, we'll make sure that information and links to your stuff is provided all around this video. And uh, for everybody who's watching this live on the replay on the podcast, uh, follow Brian wherever you can, uh, mostly on Facebook and Instagram, though. Check out his communities that he's building. Uh, He's one of my favorites online. So again, thanks for your time, Brian. So, so appreciated. And the feeling couldn't be more mutual, Joey. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right, everybody. Have a good week. I'll see you next week. All right. Has this episode motivated you to take some action on the legal side? Well, good. Here's a great next step for you. I've put together a free legal training that people have legit been raving about. I just got a DM telling me that this was the best legal presentation they've ever seen. Yes, you heard that right. Best legal presentation ever. Okay, maybe that's a pretty low bar, but hey, I'll take it. And another person told me that they've never really had a lawyer who they trusted to recommend to their business friends. But after watching this training, now they know that I'm their go-to guy. So if you're ready to stop being overwhelmed by all the legal stuff, you are going to freaking love this training. Check it out at joeycvitali.com slash trademark, or just click on the link in the show notes.
Thanks for listening to Owning It with me, Joey C. Vitale. If you like the show and want to know more, check out joeycvitale.com. And I'm all about spreading those golden legal nuggets. So leave a review and let me know which golden nuggets you picked up from this episode. All right, see you next time. If you want to-